Well, good Friday morning, everybody. This is Senator Vicki Sawyer, along with not David Coble today on We're Just Saying. David has left, and so now we have Sam Zobrist here with us. Yes. I was I was just walking down the hall looking for the restroom, and someone pulled me in here and sat <laughs> yes. me down. I'm not sure what's happening. I was just de- I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, David's not going to be here, and me droning on by myself isn't that fun. So yeah, I think it's entertaining for the people listening, but I'm probably for you, it's more fun to have someone here with you. Well, Sam, so we we knew each other. We know each other because through my husband, yes. you guys are really good friends. Yes, you also had a really funny joke. And you and your wife had a funny joke about Brett and me. That's for true. For quite some time. That is true. So as as Brett and I started spending time together, going boating, doing things like that, we had never seen you and him together ever. And so my <laughs> wife, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Cheers. Yes. There was Norm, and I think his wife's name was Vera, and they always talked about Vera, but you never saw her. Yeah. And there was even an episode where Vera came in, but she got hit in the face with a pie or something like that. So you never saw her actual face. <laughs> that was our, the running joke in our house that you were Vera and that Brett actually was not married to you. And, <laughs> and, and he just was making up the story to, to sound cool. Well, now, you know, we're here live I together. I, I do exist. We have been married for quite some time as well as you. Yes, I've been married for twenty. It'll be twenty years at the end of this year. So twenty years. The and twenty year. I gotta. I'm gonna start working on a some sort of a trip or something. Yeah, nice. you do. You do because now, from your voice, I can tell you ain't from here. No, so, I am not. No, I am not. So I am, where are you from? I am from Arizona, which is unusual because everyone that you meet here that's not from here are all from the Northeast. So yeah. we actually, instead of coming here to warm up like most people are doing we came here to cool off so <laughs> it's actually uh, it's actually cooler here than it is in the deserts of Arizona so i've en- i've enjoyed having three seasons uh people thought i was crazy when i first got here it was uh you know, with the first fall i was so excited to see the leaves change and they said you don't have you don't have leaves and i said well we do they're just tiny 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 leaves <laughs> and they don't change color and they don't really most of them don't even fall off so yeah yeah, so this has been nice to be here. So you were born and raised in Arizona? Not born. Born in Pennsylvania, but moved to Arizona when okay. I was just a few years old. Okay. Now, so then since Arizona is in your past, did you see what the Arizona right now is going through with Carrie Lake and the fella from, that's the chair of the Republican Party, resigning? Did you hear that no, whole I thing? No, I haven't heard about it. All right, well, I won't, I won't spin it to you too much, but Carrie Lake, you know, that the one sure, who's, who's know, running yeah. for Senate. Um, the head of the Republican Party for Arizona, she re- secretly recorded him, allegedly, because it kind of seems kind of set up and edited. But anyway, she recorded him saying that people out east doesn't want her to run. And so trying to get her a cush job so she would stay off of the ballot. So kind of confirming yeah, this. It wouldn't surprise me. Would it not? I mean. She seems like one of these people like Trump and, and, and that, like Vivek, that people, the establishment is scared of. So I, yeah. I, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me that they're doing anything they can to keep her out of politics and keep her out of uh, some sort of a position. Yeah. And so you mentioned Vivek and we've talked about him on the radio show. What are your thoughts about him? Well, I like him. Actually, I never thought, you know, I never thought he was actually running for president. I thought he was running for some sort of a position, um, you know, with Trump. I, I don't know about everyone said VP. I don't know if he would be a great VP, but he'll, I, hopefully he'll do something if and when Trump becomes our next president. But yeah. So I do like him, but he's like a junior Trump. He's like a young Trump. They're outsiders and they say brash things, and um, but he's got some good stuff to say. Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I appreciate some of the things that he says, and I, I can see how some of their approach to politics speaks to most, but not to the establishment, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah, the establishment hate those people. Yeah. The Kerry Lakes and the Viveks and the Trumps. 
Sam, I got to be careful though. Am I the establishment now? Uh, no, I've spent time with you and Brett outside of, you know, out, out, in, in the real world. You are yeah. not the establishment. We are not the establishment. <laughs> You're just regular North Carolina folk. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not running up to try to bribe somebody to not run for an office. That is, or, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's, that's not it. So, okay, good. So, I, no, I worry, you're not the establishment. Because, I mean, I'm like, since I'm elected and I've been elected for a little bit, I mean, can I say that I don't like the establishment or... I think you can always say that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but I think does, could, that's always fair game. Yeah, well, but then I go to the establishment when I need help with stuff for my my community. So I'm like, it's stuck, right? Well, well, yeah, but we need people like you that are just regular folks that are. We ha there's no other way to change it, but put yeah. put you into the establishment and try to change it from the inside out. Yeah. So definitely. So yeah, we try. Yeah. I'm trying. I mean, Trump was president for four years. I still don't think he's part of the establishment. I still think yeah. he's a, he's considered an outsider more now than probably even back then. Yeah, I saw a couple clips. Okay, so I think TikTok has uh, basically ruining my ability to focus on one thing. For I will a long not go on TikTok. I do not you have it. Not? I have never gone on it. <gasps> Yeah. Is it the China thing? Yes, actually. Yeah. Is I just it? I just like and and you know what? I don't I, social media rots my rots people's brains. So I try to stay off Facebook if I can too. I yeah. use it for some advertising here and there and and I do log on, but yeah, I try to limit all that stuff if I can. Yeah. So because you do you are self-employed yes, as a realtor. Yes, I'm a real estate, yeah, real estate broker, realtor. Yeah. And you so and then so you're um a real estate broker here in the North Mecklenburg and Iredell County area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I live in Mooresville, love Mooresville, wonderful town. Can't oh. say enough good things about it and um have represented buyers and sellers. Uh, actually working with someone in the heart of Charlotte now, which is a little unusual for, for where I do business, but yeah. Concord, Stanley, Charlotte, all the way up to Taylorsville. So it's wherever someone needs a buyer seller house, I go. So I've seen the whole area and, and it's a, uh, it's beautiful. Like I said, we love it here. I'm glad to hear that. So it always makes me sad when folks move here and then they complain. And it seems like a lot of folks who just move here do complain, especially about the traffic. Well, that's true. But no, nowhere's perfect, though. Right. I, mean, I, I mean, that's every time I get stuck on 150 in traffic, of course, everyone's going to get frustrated. But I think I live somewhere where everyone wants to be, where everyone's moving. And so, you know, you can, I, I could live somewhere where no one wants to be and have no traffic. Right. But, yeah, so. yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Thank you for that perspective because I feel the same way. You know, when we're in Raleigh and I see communities all across North Carolina, their problem isn't traffic. Their problem is there is no general practitioner anywhere near them. If they get hurt, they don't have a hospital to drive to. And we've got three in the Mooresville area that's within 20 mile radius, or sure. maybe even four. Um, so we have top notch health care. We have great schools. We have all of these wonderful things. But traffic is a drag. <laughs> That's it. I tell my clients, because I can't lie. Um, I take my my oath to tell, always tell my clients the truth. So yeah. I do tell my clients, love Mooresville, love it, live here. Schools are great. Community's great. People are great. But traffic is a little rough. Especially on, a a little, on River <laughs> Highway, you try to avoid it during yeah. rush hour. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so what do you see most in the last couple minutes that we have here before our break? What do you hear from clients as they're moving down here? What is the, why are they moving? Is it taxes? Is it just area? Is it quality of life? Like why do they sure. pick Mooresville or this area? Um, well, weather. I mean, definitely. Cause I do, I do deal with a lot of, I have started to see people from California and, um, Arizona and, and out West, but, um, the people who are coming down from the Northeast, a lot of it's weather, a lot of it's politics. I mean, definitely during 2020 and 2021, 
there was every time I got I, I every time I talked to someone new, they had a New York accent. So yeah. I mean, it was it was or Ohio or Wisconsin or they were coming down from some of these larger cities uh, that they were dealing with the weather when it was a pretty nice place to live. But now they, you mix weather with um, with the lockdowns and political things and and all everything that's been exposed over the past couple of years, and they. Uh, they headed down to North Carolina. Good. We're glad. I mean, I'm glad to have them. And it's great. Yeah. So it's been it's it's been a um, as a native North Carolinian who was born and raised around these parts, as we say. Um, I appreciate that we have beautiful restaurants to eat at and, and great quality Absolutely. of life. And Absolutely. there's just a lot of things going good here in Mooresville and North Mecklenburg and Iredell County. I well, agree. Well, thank you so much for listening to We're Just Saying. And Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We do have a guest caller coming in, I-77 Mobility par- uh, Partners, to stay with us after the break. We'll be right back. Here. We'll return with more of NC Senator Vicki Sawyer, and We're Just Saying after this short break on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Now back to We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back, everybody, to We're Just Saying. This is Senator Vicki Sawyer along with guest host Sam Zobrist. And we do have a guest caller calling in. And, and Sam, this one actually came from a listener to the show. Who listened to our DOT and DMV segment last week, and he posted, I want to learn more about the tolls and I-77 Mobility Partners. I had just went down to their, I guess, mothership, and said, I, I went and see, saw their um, headquarters, and Rob Bavare was there with me. Um, and so I invited him on the show, so he agreed to be here. And before we put him on, let me just give you a little history about Rob. Um, he is the Corporate Affairs Director for I-77 Mobility Partners, the company that constructed and operates I-77 Express Lanes. He's a former news anchor for Spectrum News, and he transitioned from on-air to helping nonprofits in the Charlotte region. And he's got a little bit of a political bug as well. He's helped out some same campaign. So, Rob, thank you for calling in, and welcome to the show. Oh, Senator, thank you so much. And by the way, thank you for visiting our facilities here. It meant a lot to to our workers, our 70 or so workers, to see of your caliber taking an interest in what they're doing. So again, thank you. Oh no, thank you. And I, at during that um, tour, made the same mistake that I have made for the past, I feel like, five years. I always confuse <laughs> you guys with Centra, with what DOT does, and I just, it's all like one ball of wax for me. So can you, right. so that, so can you, you know, explain where I'm wrong and tell the listening audience truly what is I-77 Mobility Partners and what your responsibilities are. Well, I don't think you're wrong on much, but let's just, let me give you the 10,000 foot view. So I-77 Express is a public-private partnership between I-77 Mobility Partners and the NCDOT. So a little bit of history here. As far back as 2010, I know you know all this, but for your for yes, your listeners, the NCDOT was looking for a way to update and expand the northern portion of I-77. It had hoped for federal funding, but that was denied. And it knew that if it relied on state funding, it wouldn't have been able to begin work until uh, 2022 or so. So it opted for the innovative solution of a public-private partnership, or what we call a P3. And after a competitive bidding process, it selected Centra 
Center in turn raised $600 million in private funding to expand the roadway. And that's $600 million that people should bear in mind that did not come from taxpayers' pockets. The state portion was about $200 million. So for a small portion of state dollars, the state essentially got a new roadway. Well, Centra formed I-77 Mobility Partners to build and operate I-77 Express. And it was built, by the way, just four years. I-77 Mobility Partners is an LLC. Centra is the primary investor in I-77 Mobility Partners, but we are two separate entities. I work for I-77, not Centra. Mm -hmm. And I-77's sole function is to manage I-77 Express. That's it. Nothing more. Got it. We don't own the roadway. It's owned by the NCDOT. It's owned by the taxpayers. We manage it. And when I say we manage it, we manage it from fence to fence, not just the managed lanes, the toll lanes, but the free general purpose lanes and the land and the sound walls and everything that's adjacent to it. So that's the difference. And thank you. I want to drill down on something when you said manage it from fence to fence, because something was very surprising yeah. to me that I saw uh, at your facility when I noticed that you guys help distressed or drivers who are in distress. You have a team that can go out and help, but you also will repair guardrails within a day or so. Talk about you actually, yeah. the maintenance yeah. that you perform on both your managed lanes and also on the DOT-owned uh, lanes. Sure, sure. So, again, the roadway and all its assets, and when I say assets, I mean uh, signs, guardrails, lights, everything that you see on I-77, all of that is owned by the NCDOT. I mean, we pay for it, but essentially it's owned by the NCDOT. Where is its custodian? Mm -hmm. And we are charged, we have this vast comprehensive agreement with the NCDOT to maintain the roadway to certain standards. We're charged with maintaining that roadway to the highest NCDOT standards. We try to exceed those standards. I think we do. But if anything is damaged or broken, we need to repair or replace it and do it in a very timely manner. Mm -hmm. The NCDOT has its rules. It requires, for example, you mentioned a guardrail. That has to be replaced in seven days. Some signs, for, for your knowledge, mm -hmm. some safety signs, they have to be replaced in 24 hours. And we have this dedicated team of men and women uh, who, who work tirelessly to do just that. And you also mentioned safety. More than that, we have what's called a safety service patrol, SSP we call it. And their job is to help anyone on the roadway in all lanes, whether it's the free general purpose lanes or the managed lanes, 24-7 they're operating, and they provide this service for free. So if you, if you have a, a, a flat tire, if you need a gallon of gas, if uh, you need a jump start, they will come and they will do that. And by the way, our contract, our CA, Comprehensive Agreement, requires us to do that within 45 minutes. I'm proud to say that we now are doing it under nine minutes. Wow. So, uh, you know, you, you're not going to get that from AAA. Yeah. I, and I'm sorry to hog the airways. No, it's good. I, I really have to know that you as transportation chair uh, will really take kindly to what I'm saying here. I, I need to talk about safety. These men and women are putting their lives on the line every single day, and often they're the first ones on the scene of an accident. Unfortunately, drivers these days, they're just not respecting their safety. They're driving way too fast. They're not obeying 
North Carolina's move over laws. Last year, we had three safety trucks that were crushed by other drivers. One by a tractor trailer. You can imagine this, a tractor trailer at night racing a car mm. hit a safety vehicle at 70 miles an hour. Um, these men and women, you know, they have families, they have people waiting home for them. I would just say to the, to the, to the driving public, there's nothing that's so urgent that should put that in jeopardy. Yeah. I'm sorry to take that. No, it's okay. That, no. I know that's important to you. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And I do appreciate that. And I saw one of those safety vehicles and the amount of, um, precaution or whatever you've done or modified those vehicles in order to t- withstand those crashes. It's absolutely amazing what you've done, but okay. So we are talking yeah. about the good things, but let's talk about one thing that comes to my office constantly. So kind of to put you on the spot. So I often hear from constituents okay. about, yeah, well, and I think you had a really good answer um, when, during the tour. So I wanted to kind of highlight that. So my emails most oftentimes when I hear from listeners is about the toll lines is about the increased usage of the toll lane. Like, are you guys, are people really using it? You know, the lanes are stopped right. in here, but I see that, that no one's in the toll lane um, and cost and all this other stuff. But you guys have drilled down on the usage uh, and have data to support that. So could you tell the audience, are the toll yeah. lanes getting used? How much? Um, and, you know, how has it helped? They're mm-hmm. being used, and they're being used much more frequently every single day. You know, what you can tell your constituents uh, is that I-77 Express is doing exactly what it was intended to do. It is relieving congestion and moving vehicles in all lanes at a faster pace. The thing to remember is that I-77 is a choice. Drivers can choose to use the managed lanes, and more of them are doing that every single day. As I said, right now, about 300,000 distinct drivers are using them each month, or Drivers can always ride for free in the general purpose lanes. It's not a toll road. You do not have to pay to use the I-77 Express corridor. But even if you don't pay, this is something that people, I hope, will, will bear in mind. They are still going to benefit from the managed lane. Not that drivers in the managed lanes are moving faster. Drivers in the free general purpose lanes are also moving faster compared to 2015 prior to the start of construction. So. We work with this company, it's called Inrix. It's the same company that the NCDOT uses for its computations. As you can imagine, we, da- we gather enormous amounts of data. And it is telling us that there has been a significant increase in workday speeds from 2015 to today, to 2023. And that's despite an increase of about 15% in traffic volume on the roadway. No secret, this part of Iredell County, this part of I'm sorry, uh, yeah, this part of Iredell County and this part of Mecklenburg County are becoming more popular. So more people are using I-77, uh, the I-77 roadway. Well, in 2015, during the morning and evening rush hour, the average speed would drop below 40 miles per hour. I bet you a lot of listeners can remember that. You, mm-hmm. know, you just poke along. Today, despite that increase in traffic volume, in the free general purpose lane, the average speed is above 50. That's a significant increase. So even if you're adamantly opposed to paying tolls, and I know that there are people out there like that, you are still getting the benefit of the managed lanes. As more drivers choose to move into the managed lanes, 
300,000 every month, that is freeing up space in the general purpose lanes and increasing all average speeds. Okay. Sam, I know that you had a question. Sure. So I, I have a lot of kids. And so we originally got not the little, the smaller toll tag, I guess you call it, but the bigger box that has the slide on it that you can yeah. switch over to HOV mode. Love it, by the way. When, I, when we do have three people in the car, we use it all the time. And that's a great free way to get up and down to Charlotte quicker. But I have always wondered, in most big cities, at least a lot of the big cities that I've been in, it's two people makes it a high occupancy. Why is it three on, on for the toll lanes to be free and on I-77? Well, this was the decision that was made uh, by the NCDOT. Um, I don't know if that decision will be reconsidered in future time. Right now, it's HOV 3+. plus. The good news is we're the only tolled roadway in North Carolina in which you can do that. You can't do it on Monroe Bypass. You can't do it on the roads, uh, the toll roads in, in Raleigh. Uh, it's just on I-77 Express. Um, that you can take advantage of HO3 plus. And I'm so glad that you brought up NC Quick Pass. You have that transponder that automatically switches over. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I do. I can't recommend that, that people go to ncquickpass.com. That's the website for the North Carolina Turnpike Authority. Uh, it's a wonderful website. They've just revamped it. Get yourself a transponder. Um, it's free. Or the one that you have is a one-time charge, I think, of, of $13 or $16 or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact number. Um, mm -hmm. But if you just want to get the basic transponder, it's free. And you need that transponder, by the way. If you just moved here from New York or, um, or another state, uh, and you've got an easy pass, you can't use that to declare HOV. You can't just pile three or four people into a vehicle, drive on the roadway, and expect to get a free charge. That's not how it works. You have to actually declare HOV with your NC Quick Pass. So mm -hmm. get yourself an NC Quick Pass. Right now, we're giving about 94,000 HOV trips each month. That's free trips. So that's the equivalent of about, uh, I have the number right, $720,000 in savings. Yeah. We would love to see both those numbers go up because right now only about 55 percent of our customers have nc quick pass would like to get that number closer to 70 percent very good rob thank you so much for calling into the show and educating us on your role in i-77 mobility partners i'm sure this will bring up more conversation later so i would love to have you back on the show uh anytime thank you so much absolutely and, and can i also say that if there are any uh, organizations out there the chambers of commerce etc that would like to have us out and talk to the public happy to do it. Very good. Very good. We have a Rotarian that I know will probably take you up on that, <laughs> that offer. That is true. That is true. Thank you so much for calling and uh, we will be right back. It's We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicki Sawyer. That's me and my friend Sam Zobrist, who is filling in for a vacationing um, slug, David Coble. Is that where he is? I have oh, no I idea had, where he's yeah, at. I thought he was at least working or something. No, no. I think, you know, I got the text last night, and uh, thankfully we were at dinner because you were uh, came to support our open house for Sawyer Insurance. And you said, I used to do the radio. I said, 
You've got a job tomorrow. I said, all right. It's just fun. I'm glad. Again, thank you so much for having me. And I've always enjoyed doing this. And so yeah. I've been thinking about how can I do that again? And there we go. Just po- The opportunity just presented itself. It's a God thing, right? Absolutely. I love it. So question, because you kind of have a behind the scenes view on something we're going to talk about that our area has been in the news lately in regards to hospitals. So we have Lake Norman and Davis, who are uh, Davis Regional, who's in Statesville, Lake Norman's in Mooresville. Those two are owned by the same company out of Tennessee. And that company was trying to sell to Novant, right? I said that right. Yes, Novant. Okay. And uh, it had to go through the FTC. And this week, the FTC said, no deal for you, right? They Mm -hmm. said this is because of competition and all this other stuff. I had done some reading about it. Actually, I I am supportive of that uh, merger. I think it would open up our area to a lot more resources that a larger footprint has. But your wife actually has got some behind the scenes on the ground intel. So she is an RN and she uh, worked at, uh, she's worked at a couple of hospitals in the area, but she worked specifically at Davis Mm -hmm. and she has worked at uh, Presby in Uptown. Mm -hmm. I still want to say Downtown. I do too. What is Uptown? I don't know. I moved here and it took me a while and I'm still, I'm still fighting the urge to say Downtown. I think you, I think you can say, I support you with saying Downtown because I remember as being a resident in the Charlotte area when they decided to rebrand it as Uptown. Oh, so it was downtown at it one point. It was downtown. Oh, wow. In the ni- late 90s or mid 90s, I think, is when they started rebranding it as Uptown because it really wasn't that great. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I first went to UNC Charlotte, it started in 1993. I'm telling my age here. Um, it it probably it was, it was definitely a downtown area. There was some very rough areas right beside it. It's now kind of changed a little bit, and um, I guess part of that, you know, renewal, they just was didn't want to... changing the name. I support the downtown. Put a na- new name on it. Let's call it Uptown, and everyone will want to go there, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's such a liberal thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's just yeah. rename... Don't, tra- don't change it and make it better. Just give it a new name, and, yeah. <laughs> and everyone, will, everyone, will, uh, everyone will show yeah, up. Yeah, so. all right. But no, my wife worked at um, Presby, an yep. uh, Uptown, downtown, and she's worked... Um, at Davis up in Statesville. And she said, when I was mentioning this topic to her, she said, oh, I think absolutely they should let Novant buy buy those two hospitals. That she believes that having worked at both of them, it would be better for the patients and it would also be better for um, the employees. I mean, she's specifically a nurse, but I mean, I I think all the employees, um, she said their systems are more streamlined, they're more modern. Um, And we were talking before the show that when I moved here, Eight years ago, coming mm-hmm. up on let's see, yeah, coming up on eight years ago. That was the joke. If you're real, if you know, if you live in Mooresville and you're really having a medical emerg- emergency, don't go to Lake Norman. Mm-hmm. Go down to Charlotte. So that's kind of a uh, sad. I mean, the, the Statesville Mooresville area is so large and it's growing so quickly. I mean, we should have. I mean, that shouldn't be a running joke that you can't get good medical care right. in this area. Go to Charlotte. So, yeah. um, so yeah, she she as being someone who's worked at both hospitals. Thinks it's a great idea. Good, because I mean, I, want, I obviously I'm on the outside looking in. Um, I get briefed a little bit, but um, I was looking at it as a positive as well, and I just thought it would kind of beef up some stuff. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Oh no, this go ahead. My ADD, my TikTok go brain ahead. coming in. Oh TikTok. So, uh-huh, there you go. Uh-huh. So you have to stay off TikTok. I was just going to say. Is off. there is TikTok like 30 seconds or something? Is there a limit on, or can you put longer videos on I there? I think you can put longer videos on there. And actually, the reason why our rated, I'm going to move our rated X segment up a little bit because we okay. have a caller in for okay. 11:45. So I don't want to take time away from him. 
But this, there is a TikTok where a young man came and testified in front of a committee. And I believe he was frustrated about gerrymandering or something like mm -hmm. that. So, <laughs> so on this Rated X segment, I looked at my email this week. And so I share, it's not just directed at me. This one was directed at a few other senators oh, as well. Oh, that's nice then. That's nice. So at least you can all share in the, <laughs> yes. share in the uh, positive comments. Yes, yes, yes. So um, now... I'm going to test your radio prowess here in a little bit because I'm going to ask you to describe the picture that this man sent, but let me read, or person sent, but let me read the email first. Oh, you're talking about that picture. And I will, my nine-year-old daughter will be watching this oh. later today, so I'm going to describe it in very G-rated terms, but go ahead, I'll Please. give it a shot. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm excited because, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is like going to be big chops for you because this is, this sure. is pretty rated X. <clears throat> so, received... On Wednesday, January 24th at 4.07 p.m. Eric Willoughby is correct. You don't care about children. I love the way you inbred pieces of were star staring at him. Well, all while you keep an eye on him, we will keep an eye on him on your corrupt... Mm -mm. Remember, once, once something is up on the atheist internet... You can never take it down. Also remember you bleep Jesus every time you use atheist tools, tools like the internet and anything that is derived from Sir Alan Turing's invention. Bleep. These are sent out to other members in case you see them smiling. You will know why. And there's... Whoa. <laughs> I like that. I like that uh -huh. sound effect. That yeah. was nice. That, that was shocking. I was glad that it was me and at least four other senators. I guess because we were seen in the TikTok video that this young man had put out there, that we were targeted. So it wasn't just me. Well, that's good. So that's, that's good. Because usually it's just at me. Because I've got a few others in here, but it was accompanied by probably the grossest picture. Do you have a? I mean, I looked at it and then I didn't. Oh, you have it right there. Okay, so I can. Try to describe so it. So that's that's a senator's face. Okay, so that's a senator. So <laughs> Jesus and a is that a sheep or a goat or with the senator's face on it are being friendly. <laughs> that's good. There we go. They're they're getting to know each other. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you passed. I passed. You can there come we go. That's, I mean, I don't know how to. So when I was printing out the notes you sent me for today, I was like, oh, delete. I'm not printing that out and having one of my kids walk by and, and see it. And see it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and see it on the printer. So I deleted the picture before I printed it out. I can't believe people. I mean, I have true. I truly dislike very strongly to hate some people on the other side of the aisle for me. I could never imagine sending something like that to someone like it's just not even in my dna i mean the picture is terrible but i mean but i mean like even such a hateful uh we were talking about some other ones you've read i mean i just don't it's just not how you do things how, yeah. how is that going to get it's desperation really i mean how is that going to get anything done just by swearing at people and calling them names and i don't know it's bad it may that was I don't know. Has that changed how you are? You going to be like, well, I'm going to vote differently now no. because, well, because actually, of this picture I, I received. I was going to mention on the, uh, thinking through Rated X this week, and, and thankfully this guy came in and produced on Wednesday quite well because I think a lot of my haters, there's a few still strong ones, 
they don't tweet back mean things as much to me anymore since we started kind of enjoying and make, making fun of it. But no, because it's going to hurt my rated X. Oh, you're going to have to. Oh, I'm I need sure show you'll content. still find. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've read through some people's, well, they're not this bad, but I've read through <laughs> people's comments just on your general Facebook post. There's always someone who's angry out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Sure. Well, well, I guess we, uh, this week's rated X was brought to you by a very angry person with, uh, the ability to do some photoshopping that's cut and paste cut and paste or photo... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, photoshop that's that's a wonderful thing hey so cut and paste let's talk about something else there's a lot of folks like me who need to lose a few pounds who are on the state health plan and the shot the jab but not the covid jab the fat jab so it's funny i actually vicky when we first talked about doing the show you mentioned a few topics and i never saw that one on there and then i saw it this morning and i thought is that directed at me? Are, no. you, are, are you fat shaming me, Vicky? I mean, is that because I'm? you saw my proportions and thought, this guy might be an expert on no, Sam, this stuff? You are not a small person. No, that's but, true. But, but I wouldn't consider you where you would need that. I mean, you're tall. You're pretty tall, right? How tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like an offensive middle. I'm, I'm a middle-aged guy, but I just, it looks like he used to be an offensive lineman. Okay, see, there, there you, go. you go. So, no, there this go. was not about you. Not, well, I mean, I could use it, but, you know, I don't have it. But we have a lot of, uh, starting April 1st, the state health plan, which is the largest group plan, I think, in North Carolina with 700,000 members or something like that. Um, they'll no longer get their fat medication covered by well, the health that's insurance. Just, there you go. There's no piece. That just... You could have said, yeah, that's just the way to put so, it out there. It, so is this mad at me? Because I'm thinking about all my friends that I know that are doing it. And when they start getting their weight back because it's $1,300 a month, the shot is $1,300 a month without subsidies. Mm -hmm. If they start getting their weight, weight back, I might just like kind of smile inside a little bit. Well, you know, again, <laughs> and I think I can, again, I am a person who every day is thinking about making better eating choices. And you said, mm -hmm. I struggle with weight. And so I'm not, not. You know, I'm not know. some tiny person who's who's pointing the finger, but I, I get it. I mean, first, the if you ain't got the money, you ain't got the money. So if we're if we're if the if our, you know our state government is having trouble funding this because of all the cost of everyone using it, this may be something we have to cut out. And there are other ways to to lose weight. And again, not pointing the finger. I'm not doing these ways. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not participating in them either. And I have to, and I should. Um, but. Uh, my wife, as we were talking about yeah. the show, this brought up a good point too. She's like, how much do we subsidize gyms or do we, you know, I mean, is there's uh, another way of looking at this rather than saying, let's jab something in you or take a pill or however they take all these things. There's another way to do it. What about spending some of this money on actually getting people healthier and getting oh, people yeah. outside? And um, we have libraries that are free for everyone to use if anyone ever goes in them anymore. Yeah. What about gyms that are free for people to use? I mean, wouldn't that... I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that maybe we're looking at this, looking at this the wrong way. So are you in uh, challenging me to a gym challenge? Is that what I'm no, hearing? Come no. on, Sam. I mean, I, I could lose some pounds too. I mean, I've, I've definitely are caring and not as healthy as I should be. But the idea of being able to jab myself for free with something to lose weight is enticing. I am of the age that I remember. I think I was a kid when it was happening, but it was a fen-fen. Oh, and yeah. And how it hurt everyone's hearts. And so I am very hesitant to take something for weight loss. Like I, I, I keep saying, I'm going to do it myself with apples and carrots and chicken. And I'm not, but that's what I keep telling myself rather than take some pill that I, that may cause 
damage your All heart. All right. Well, the diet journey of Sam and Vicky will continue <laughs> after the yeah, break. Yeah. Thank you for listening to We're Just Saying. We'll return with more of NC Senator Vicki Sawyer and We're Just Saying after this short break on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Call now to speak with NC Senator Vicki Sawyer at 844-STUDIO-4. It's We're Just Saying on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to We're Just Saying with Senator Biggie Sawyer. That's me and Sam Zobrist. Uh, I guess I could call you kind of like part of my kitchen table. There you go. I'm, I'm the everyman. You're the... I'm just a regular fellow from Mooresville. Yep. And yeah. when, with a conservative slant Absol- to you. Yes, very conservative. Yeah, I've heard. Sometimes I hold it I hold it back because I just, I get that, you, you know, you want to fit in, in every, everywhere. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know what? And I work with people. I have clients, I, I believe. I don't ask, so I don't, but I mean, yeah. I have all kinds of clients of all, everything, across yes. all spectrums, and, and I'm happy to work with them and help them, and I think that's what we're missing, is you used to be able to be different and still get along and have different opinions yeah. and still get along, and boy, that seems to be disappearing quickly. Yeah, I know, so you kind of have to bite your tongue and just exactly. move forward. Yeah, same yeah. here. But, you know, uh, we do have someone who's not political, is doing the Lord's work, I think, for Iredell County. He's on the other line, and uh, we want to welcome to the show. He has been so wonderful. Called back three different times because we my, had my timing messed up on the scheduling. His name is Shane Nixon. Shane is actually the uh, leader of the Drug and Alcohol Coalition of Iredell County. We had him in studio, I think, a couple of years ago, and then he called back in last year because they always do a really big event. So Shane wanted to come on today. And invite everybody and tell the, everyone what is going on. Shane, welcome to, back to the show. Thank you, Senator Sawyer. And first of all, could I hire you to go with me and be my introduction everywhere I go? Yes, yes. Or I, I'll, I'll uh, record it and send it to you so you can play it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, for it's sure. to hear your show this morning. We do have a great event coming up. It's February the 5th from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock at the Civic Center in downtown Statesville. We call this event In the Know because our goal is to put parents, people, everybody in Iredell County in the know about what's going on in the world of substance misuse in our county. This year, I am just thrilled to death to tell you that we have Sam Quinone. A lot of people won't know his name, Mm -hmm. but they would know his work. He's written two New York Times bestseller books. The second one uh, won an award in 2019 as the the, the best book of nonfiction narratives in the United States. It was called The Least of Us, the real stories of people who have opioid and fentanyl addictions going forward and what their lives look like and so forth and so on. He's considered by many, many people the, the expert on substance misuse in our country right now at the level of the individual who's burdened with abuse. Hmm. And so, And so this event you will be hosting and also tell everyone more about what your daily walk is with the Drug Alcohol Coalition sure. of Iredell County, because I know we all have a friend or know someone who is battling with addiction. Like, you know, we just heard Sam's addiction with food. But <laughs> I don't know if I went that far. I think that's what I heard. Okay, maybe maybe somewhere I'm just down kidding. I'm maybe, so maybe, my, maybe my... it was... It was written between the lines. No, I'm just kidding. And my and Sam's addiction to <laughs> wonderful, delicious food. Um, but tell us, Shane, what you guys are doing every day to help our area. Okay. If you could imagine with me, uh, I, I'm not a math person. In fact, I really struggled in school with math. I'm not a really smart guy. I'm pretty, pretty dumb, but oh. I know this. If you could draw a graph 
and on that graph, the x-axis would be substance misuse, mm -hmm. and the y-axis would be time. That graph is going to look like a bottom left to upper right arrow. It's just going to be going straight up. That's what substance misuse looks like over time. It's just a continual upward movement. What we have said since my coming now almost two years to DACI is that our goal is not to try to completely make that line flat. We understand that locks only keep out honest people. And so that line's always going to be going up. But we want to flatten them as much as we can. Mm -hmm. One very specific example of that, I'll just give you this statistics or what they are. Um, we know from our research, that about one in three middle school students in Iredale County have vaped in the last 30 days. Mm. What we want to do at DACI is take that number from one in three and make it one in four or one in five. And you say, well, that doesn't sound like a big thing and you're not making that big of a difference. Tell that to the mom of the middle schooler who's number four or number five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so that's, that's the thing. We, we, want, we want to flatten the line. We want to make mm -hmm. substance misuse less of a problem in Iredell County every day. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Cause I know that it is a huge issue for all ages, not just those young kids, but you know, Shane, when you said middle schoolers, both uh, Sam and I kind of set up straight cause he's a father of four. Yes. yes. In so Iredell County. One, absolutely. With one in middle school. Yeah. And so, and you know, I have a, a mother of two, but they're a little bit older, but still it's very concerning um, and just the usage of vaping and how dangerous that is. I mean, you just don't know what's in those things, right? I, mean, I agree. Yeah, so, so last, last year I was in Washington, D.C., and I got to sit uh, and listen to the secretary of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency. And she came out and talked about being a parent, and she said, um, I want to show you a picture of how much fentanyl is deadly. <laughs> and she put this picture up, and it was a pretty easy-to-see thing. And she goes, oh, wait, that's been magnified under a magnifying glass. 400 times. And then she panned out to a picture that looked like a pinpoint. And she said, that's how much fentanyl in a vape could kill a middle schooler. Mm. Wow. Well, my kids are 24 and 21, a UNC Charlotte grad and an NC State junior. And I got, I left that building and called my children right then and said, whatever you're putting in your body, you need to know who gave it to you and where it came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, as parents, like you say, as parents, it's just one of those things it, it, if it doesn't make you stop and pause, then you got serious issues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And I think, um, you know, I personally know someone who's lost a child to, um, you know, an overdose. And I know, I think every one of us probably could say that same thing. And you feel like, it, you know, not, does this, it won't happen to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it is just completely scary, um, things that we're dealing with. And that's why it's so important to, to go out and to support, um, the Drug and Alcohol Coalition of Iredell. So uh, before we say goodbye to you, Shane, tell me again exactly yep. when and where and how we all can attend your yep. wonderful event. Sure. The DACI website is www.dacirdell.com, and you can get all the information you would want, and you can register on that website, www.dacirdell.com, D-A-C-I-R-D-L.com. It's going to be Monday, February the 5th, 10 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, we have breakout sessions. Uh, Sam Quinones is bringing copies of his book that he'll sign. If you already have his book, he'll sign it for you that day. Uh, we have local celebrities. Uh, we have EMS, law enforcement, the school system. We're doing a thing that day where you as a parent could walk into a makeshift uh, teenager room and find where they hire, hide their drugs. Mm. It's going to be a really, really great event. 
We're going to put people in the know. That's the name of the program, in the know, February the 5th, 10 to 3, free to the public with free lunch. Can't get any better than that. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Shane. Thanks for your patience and thank calling back in. Me. Yes, sir. And good luck with your event. Um, so that thank was interesting. So Y'all have a great day. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sam, so I didn't think you would come into the radio show and get a scared straight moment about your kids. Huh? I know. I've heard those statistics before. We actually, I, I heard someone speak about that and it, it is shocking. I mean, my 12 year old, so I have a, I have a seventh grader um, and you know, as much as middle school kids are growing, it's a weird age actually, because they're kind of yeah. growing up, but yet they still kind of look like little kids. And so I, I can't even picture some of, you know, these, these 12 year olds and 11 year olds and 13 year olds with a vape in their mouth. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's, I've, I've told them, look, don't smoke. I'm not for smoking, but I would, if I caught you with a cigarette, I'd be less bad yeah. than if I caught you with a vape, because yeah. at least you know what's inside those cigarettes as bad as it is i mean don't yeah. do it but but those vapes yeah you have no idea what's been put in there no i remember um so my how times have changed i'm going to give you a little peek into my childhood um I, all of our family smoked mm-hmm. everyone dad mom grandparents it was everywhere it's i will say coming Salem. from the west to to north carolina there is more smoking here than out west that really I've, I've noticed absolutely yeah okay well we uh i grew up in winston-salem in fact one of our elementary school field trips every year was to go to a place called Whitaker Park, which is R.J. Reynolds' showpiece on how cigarettes are made. <laughs> That's, that is funny. <laughs> and when I was much younger, there would be a little old lady sitting outside the bus waiting for you to get up and you, you to leave Whitaker Park to get back on the bus. And she'd go, what brand does your mama smoke? I got Winston's and Winston lights here. And, and they'd give the kids cigarettes <laughs> to take home to their parents. Wow. Yeah. Times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I remember uh, my sister and I running around and actually any of those unsmoked butts when we were little and we would like smoke them. Yeah. yeah. And did, like, would you actually pull them out of ashtrays? Yes. And- uh, what do they call them? Leave-ins or something like that? I don't or, know. I've heard, I don't heard a term know. for them. My how times have changed, you know. I just see. So sorry. I I I feel like I needed to share that with you because I kind of threw you under the bus there during the Shane Nixon oh, thing. What you're talking about with the addiction to food? The addiction, yeah. That was a little rough. I thought that, that was... was rough. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be alone a little bit this afternoon. And, <laughs> And think about things. Think about my feelings. Well, you know, I usually get to pick on David, and I, I know you're new to the show, but I, I feel like you can handle it. I can handle it. And no, it's back to the food thing. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I mean, it's tough every day. Every I day you have too. to, I, I try to think Hershey's Kisses or apples. And I've been doing more apples in the new year, and that's good. So I'm good. trying to make better choices. But but yeah, it's uh um, it's tough. It, it definitely is. is. It is tough. Um, something else is, is going to be neat and tough locally here. Um, the Farm Bureau of Iredale County always hosts a forum for candidates. And folks will say, well, I don't know about candidates, so who should I vote for? Or, um, you know, this is a good place to get a bipartisan look at the candidates that will be on your ballot in March. So I do want to promote February 1st from 7 to 9 in the Statesville Civic Center. Um, there will be the 10th Congressional District forum. So that's going to be the candidates who are trying to be your congressman or woman, because there's two women in the race as well, um, for them to showcase why they want to be and have your vote. So again, that's February 1st, uh, 7 to 9, Statesville Civic Center. For as local candidates, um, or actually there's a house race 
uh, that's coming up too. So February 12th at 6.30 for North Carolina House Representative 84th District, there will be a forum. And that forum, it will again be at the Iredell County Extension Office. And just wanted to let you know that's North Iredell. And so if you want to learn more about the two candidates that are running in that race, please come out so you can hear. Sam? Great job. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for having me. It Thank was you. It was a lot of fun. We're going to have you back. Okay. I'll All be right. here. Have a great weekend, everyone. And thank you for listening to We're Just Saying. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.